Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. You're listening to the Garden City Community Chat Show with your hosts Carrie, Tom, and Mike. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, hello, Garden City and all our neighbors. How are you doing tonight? Welcome to episode number 644 of the Garden City Community Chat Show. It is Thursday, January 11th, 2024. We're so happy you could be with us tonight. We hope you're all safe and doing well. National champions, I have to say it. It's a great time to be a Michigan Wolverine. They won the national championship. Congratulations to them. And what a fantastic season. Doppler Tom's going to be here shortly. 
he was down there and saw it all live. So we'll ask him how that was. I am your host, Carrie. Also joining me tonight are my co-hosts, Garden City's very own meteorologist, Dr. Tom Iwinski. Tom, how you doing? Good. Getting ready for this crazy weather to come. But yes, go yeah. blue. It was a wild time for sure. <laughs> go blue. Absolutely. Also uh, joining me is, um, <laughs> there he is, Mike Jones, former Garden City Councilman. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Go blue, right? I think Carrie missed the memo of wearing something in Michigan. Yeah, I know. I know. I I, I blew it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, stay tuned for Mike a little later in the show. He's going to have uh, the latest community events and announcements for you, right, Mike? Correct. Good. But before uh, Dop or Tom, uh, we uh, want to just mention real quick um, uh, some upcoming shows. Next week, January 18th, our guest will be Carol Billick. Uh, she is the owner of Carol's Crafty Corner, another small business here in Garden City, which we like to showcase and promote. And then on Thursday, January 25th, our guest will be Sue Bellows. She's going to be here uh, at, to talk about the AAUW, American Association of University Women. We'll find out what that's all about. They belong to the Plymouth Canton branch. Uh, we'll find out more about them. Also, they are putting on an annual children's play that we'll uh, discuss as well. Mike's going to have a little more information on that later on in the show. Tonight, though, we have another good one for you. This is an election year. And hopefully uh, we're going to get as many candidates as we can on the show for you so you can make an informed decision at the ballot box, starting uh, with our first candidate, Brendan MacArthur. He's running for Garden City Council. So stay tuned uh, for that. He'll be here shortly, right after Tom's weather. Now, before we get to Tom, let me just mention real quick, if you're watching us live on Facebook or YouTube, go ahead and post your questions in the comments section. You can find us live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash gcchat and on our YouTube channel, uh, just search for the Garden City Community Chat Show. You can also email your questions to us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com, which is up on the screen right now under my name, and we'll do our best to get those answered for you. I already have a few from you for tonight's guest, so we'll get to those soon. We also want to take a quick minute to say thank you to each and every one of you who listen and support us every Thursday night, not only from our hometown of Garden City, but several of our surrounding communities as well. We really appreciate everyone's support. And remember, we'll continue to promote not only our community, but yours as well. Now, speaking of community, if your organization or community or business has any events or announcements that they would like to get out to our listeners, what should they do, Mike? They should email us, Gary. Absolutely. Email the details to us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com. And Mike will be more than happy to get that information out for you. Remember, you're always welcome to come on the show and promote your business or community as well or organization anytime. We also encourage any local business to check out and join the Garden City Business Alliance to see what great things they can do for you. For more information, go to the Garden City Business Alliance.org. All right. Let's get Tom in here now with the latest check of the weather and see what the storm has uh, in store for us. And then uh, we'll chat uh, with a candidate, Brendan MacArthur. Let's get Tom in here. 
Okay, let's do a check on weather with Doppler Tom. Let's see what he has in store for the rest of this week and the weekend coming up. Tom, take it away. Please tell me it's not going to be as bad as they're saying. <laughs> it's going to be touchy, isn't it? Let's take a breath. How about that? <laughs> There's quite a bit to talk about with this. Um, so right now, it's not too shabby. Um, a little bit of snow this morning, but now it's a distant yeah. memory. It's pretty much gone at this point. Uh, gone. Pretty much all melted. Uh, we got about an inch or so uh, as we had some uh, wet snow moving in this morning. And uh, like I said, we got above freezing. We're in the mid-30s at this hour. So uh, pretty balmy for January standards. And overall, we're going to continue to see the temperatures drop. Um, this is going to be a very interesting week of weather, uh, the end of the week and into the weekend. Uh, we're definitely going to be seeing overall cloudy conditions continuing for the rest of tonight. Uh, temperatures getting into probably the upper 20s or so, low 30s for overnight temperatures. So not too bad of a night if you're out and about doing any last minute uh, activities or errands. So you should be pretty good on that front. And overall, we still should be pretty good as we get into tomorrow morning as well. We're going to see overall a pretty good um, dry morning, a cloudy morning. Temperatures will probably get above freezing. Uh, we're probably going to get, again, probably into the mid to upper 30s for high temperatures. Uh, this will probably be uh, around 2 to 3 p.m. or so, and then things begin to change uh, as we see another storm system beginning to kind of move into our neck of the woods. And uh, this will uh, start out probably as a little bit of rain and snow. Uh, we're probably going to be seeing probably more on the side of rain than snow, but uh, given that uh, this is such a dynamic system, at times it will probably be raining, uh, at times it will probably be snowing, uh, but I don't expect much in the way of any accumulations tomorrow during the daytime hours. Uh, we're probably going to see snow in the air at times for sure. Uh, a lot of it will probably be melting on contact with the roads and the, and the overall grass. But as we kind of get into the overnight hours of Friday and into Saturday, that's when things will begin to change and probably accumulate fairly significantly uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to kind of the general gist of uh, more snowfall moving in. Um, mm -hmm. This is a very dynamic system and it could change very dramatically, uh, very quickly. Right now, we're probably not going to see a major winter event, uh, but that major winter snow band is currently modeled to be about 30 miles away from us. Wow. So that's how dynamic the system could be. If the, <laughs> if the storm track decides to go a little bit down to the south, that will pull that heavier snow band down and we could see easily over six inches of snow. Ooh. But at this point, I don't see that happening. I see that we're probably going to be on the uh, southern extent of that band, and we're probably going to see some more in the way of lighter snow showers getting probably late Friday overnight and into Saturday. And at this point, probably a couple inches of snow is very likely. I would say probably two, maybe three inches of snow is in the cards for us. Um, but overall, um, Another dynamic part of this is as we kind of get into Friday night and into Saturday is going to be the temperatures. Uh, now we're going to be again, I, like I said, throughout the day tomorrow into the mid to upper 30s. Going to be cold enough to snow at times for sure, but not accumulate. After midnight, temperatures will begin to drop significantly. We're probably going to see temperatures drop into uh, the below freezing at that point and going into the 20s by the time we kind of get into um, Saturday and then getting into the teens Saturday night. 
So they're just going to continue to drop. And what's going to bring that in is very strong winds. Uh, this is going to be a very strong, windy system. Those winds are going to start to increase tomorrow um, afternoon and evening. They're probably going to be uh, into the 30 to 35 mile an hour range for daytime hours. And then we're going to start to see those winds potentially get even stronger as we get into Friday night and into Saturday especially Saturday, early in the day, in the morning hours, potentially up to 50 to 60 mile an hour winds. So oh. this could potentially have quite an impact when it comes to potential power outages. Um, there could be potential with um, issues when it comes to the snow, whipping that snow through as well. There could be reduced visibilities as, this, this, as the system kind of wraps up and moves out of the region. So there's quite a bit to kind of unpack with the storm system and those gusty winds will continue uh, throughout the day on Saturday, uh, into Saturday night, and into Sunday as well, probably around 40 to 50 mile an hour winds continuing uh, during that period of time as the storm system very slowly kind of exits the region and we start to kind of lose that influence with that wind speed. Mm. Again, during that time frame, like I said, temperatures will be dropping. So uh, by the time we get into Saturday evening and into the nighttime hours, we'll begin, we're going to be dropping temperatures back into the teens. Um, and we're going to stay there all Sunday and overall the storm system will continue to kind of lose its influence over the region on Sunday. So I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of snow on Sunday. Uh, it will probably be drying out with a little bit of potential sun toward the end of the day, but it's just going to remain very cold teens throughout the entire day, uh, single digits for overnight lows Sunday night into Martha Luther King day. So I know Sunday is a big day in Detroit, but overall, we're definitely going to be seeing quite a bit of a cold day out there with uh, significant wind chills well below zero. Um, wind chills, probably peak wind chills um, will probably be around maybe minus 15, getting into probably uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday night into Monday morning. Um, so overall, we'll have to just factor that in and uh, we're going to continue to see this very cold air continuing starting into early next week, but drying things out as that storm system kind of is out of the region, but staying very, very cold behind the system. So Monday and into Tuesday, we're going to see again, uh, high temperatures remaining in the teens and low temperatures in the single digits. Again, each morning could have wind chills near minus 15 as we get into each morning out there from Monday and into Tuesday and even into uh, portions of Wednesday. Um, by the time we get around mid to late week is when things begin to kind of warm up, uh, relatively speaking, uh, we'll probably get back into the 20s, the teens into the 20s for uh, for high temperatures and teens for the lows. So um, it's not going to warm up significantly, but a little bit is better than nothing, I suppose. And uh, uh, we're going to keep this kind of colder air through probably the next few weeks. Maybe there's going to be more of an active pattern toward the end of January as well, I see. Um, so there's going to be more snowstorms down into the pipeline as we get toward the end of January. This should not surprise anybody. This is winter, uh, but it's we just have to take one storm at a time with this. And uh, overall, we're going to be seeing a very dynamic system move into the region late in the day tomorrow and continuing through Sunday morning. So we're going to see quite a bit of an active period when it comes to rain, yeah. changing to snow with very strong winds. So. Mm -hmm. Let's take a breath. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, really? I know there's quite a bit to talk about with that. And uh, 
what I'm going to be doing tomorrow is kind of updating that website and my uh, updates with that to really break that down even more for people to understand as we get into the storm system. So go look yeah. on the website. But overall, yeah. this storm system will be not just affecting us, but affecting the entire United States. Right now, it's moving into the central U.S. and it's heading up into the Great Lakes. There's going to be a very significant blizzard across the Great Lakes. Hmm. Uh, there's going to be over a foot of snow in some locations, especially across western Michigan, especially across northern Michigan, um, into the UP, Wisconsin, Iowa. There's going to be a very significant snowfall with this um, system. Yeah. And right now the track is just for it to go right over us, which basically means is we're, we're going to see that snow just north of us. That's kind of how that goes. If the track goes right over us, the snow is to the north. If the track goes, uh, say, across um, – Columbia, Ohio, obviously you kind of dictate, dict, uh, kind of think that the snow will be north of that, which would be right over us. So that's kind of how mm -hmm. that goes with storm systems in the winter time. Um, yeah. So overall, that's kind of the general gist of it. It's going to be very busy over the next couple of days. Wind chills are going to be a factor as well as we get into the end of the weekend and into next week as well. And maybe warming things up a little, a little bit as we get toward the end of next week, but uh, we're going to be in winter's grip for quite some time. So wow. keep tuned to my website, DopplerTimesWeather.com, and it will keep you updated as uh, winter comes in with vengeance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you ain't kidding. Oh, yeah. Let's just hope we have we have power to where we can watch the game Sunday. No, there's my brother's already worried about that. <laughs> oh my God, crazy. Well, tell us how was the trip to Texas? With oh my gosh, what a trip to Texas! I would say it's a bucket list for sure. Uh, yeah. life, a lifetime experience. Um, it was incredible. Um, we flew in Sunday, uh, Sunday morning. We get did get delayed a little bit because of that snow. Um, right. Sunday morning, but. Uh, no, no big issues. We got there. We uh, checked in. We had a pep rally that Sunday evening, getting kind of amped up before the game. Um, we had we were listening to the marching band and all that fun pep rally stuff. And then uh, we kind of wrapped it up for the rest of Sunday. Monday, we kind of took it easy um, throughout the morning hours, kind of just hang out at the hotel because it was going to be a very long night. Late so we, we kind of snuck in a little nap or two, uh, but yeah. uh, we then kind of got loaded up. Um, around uh, the afternoon hours, and uh, we pretty much headed to the tailgate, which was uh, during the afternoon hours before the game for a couple hours, which was inside because there was very strong storms down there at the time. Mm -hmm. as well. mm -hmm. uh, about 20 miles north, there was two tornadoes, so that's mm -hmm. how crazy the weather was down there at times. <laughs> but overall, all that crazy weather stayed outside of Houston, and we stayed dry. We were inside the uh, tailgate. There was food drinks, all that fun stuff. Uh, the president of the university spoke. Uh, they're going to try to keep Harbaugh. They already were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, let's hope, huh? Because there are rumors that he could be departing. But yeah. other than that, um, um, the game started. Uh, we were in there. It felt like an earthquake the entire time. <laughs> it was. That's how I would describe it. Um, yeah. It was absolutely yeah. incredible. It was loud, loud. I would say there's uh, easily threefold more Michigan fans than Washington fans in that stadium, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, I think we overshot them as well, so we could, we couldn't even hear them. But uh, I did lose my voice a little bit, as you could tell, <laughs> from all the yelling and cheering that was going on during the game. And uh, overall, it was a very great, great very experience. experience, once in a yeah. lifetime experience, I would say. Um, I uh, just can't. Can't really describe it because you had to be there, but um, <laughs> it was just 
Mike knows how the big house is and kind of amplify that about two times, two to three times that. So. Right, indoors, yeah, it's really loud. Same thing that you were inside. Well, yeah. what was even better is they won, so yeah, that oh, made it not worth it. <laughs> by the time we get by the time high frown came around, there was a little anxiety starting to build a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they came through and they uh, well, good. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed your time and uh yeah, that was uh that was great. Awesome, very awesome. I enjoyed it from my recliner. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and now just like Mike, I have swag on the way, so uh, <laughs> cool. I got some swag I forgot to wear tonight. I'm so stupid. <laughs> All right. Hey, have a good night. And Don't uh, run and get it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know you're going to have a long night. That's for sure. Oh, I always have a long night, but uh, we're good. Bye. All right. All right. Take care. See you next week. See ya. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Who else we got in here? We got about five in there. I can't see. I did want to mention Patty fixes in there. How you doing, Patty? She says, hello, everyone. Ed Wilhite from, uh, Hogs Backyard Barbecue. How you doing, Ed? Also, Mrs. Chats in there. Good to see you guys. Thank you for joining us. All right, let's introduce our guest for tonight. Please, we are pleased to have with us Mr. Brendan MacArthur, a candidate running for Garden City Council. Let's bring him in here. How you doing, Brendan? Hey guys, I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm Thanks smoking. for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me on this weird weird weather day you know, who knows what we're gonna get this weekend i'm uh i'm ready for it yeah yeah you gotta be yeah, we're Michigan, right? that's right we're <laughs> Michiganders. we'll get through it yeah so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into some questions that uh i got like three three questions from our viewers yeah so i grew up just down the road at um merriman and joy in westland mm -hmm. um went to livonia schools bought my first house here in garden city in february of 2021 um, decided to plant my roots, you know, found a nice little house, a nice little community here. Um, and ever since then, I've just, I've really seen how tight knit and close this community is. And it's kind of mind blowing how, you know, everybody knows each other. There's a lot of longtime residents that have grandkids that have bought houses here now. And I think that really speaks to the city itself. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, 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 I care. I see a, a good future here. Yeah, it's, it's a great community. Very tight. Um yeah, everybody knows everybody pretty much. That's for sure. That's, that's definitely true. <laughs> so the first question I have from our uh, one of our listeners, what motivated you to run for council and what unique qualities or experiences do you bring to the table that would benefit our community? Um, so when I first bought my house here, it was February 2021. And the first thing I learned about when I, you know, just after I closed was the sidewalk ordinance. Um mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's, you know, I, I get what they're trying to do. Being a walkable city is important. Um, but punishing the residents while trying to do that seems not the best way to go about it. You know, there's a lot of long-term residents here, elderly people who have never had to have this problem before. And all of a sudden they're being told, you know, if they want to sell their home or add their child to the deed to get the CFO, they have to put in the sidewalk. A lot of people can't afford that. It's not cheap. Um, and, and, and it's not right. Um, so I was, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, and after that, I slowly got more and more involved and started paying attention to council meetings. Um, I got to know the current mayor, Mark Jacobs, a little bit um, in 2022. Uh, got involved with the other council members, too, um, Stacy and Kim. Got to talking to them. Um, and then I applied to get on the Parks and Rec Commission. I was on that for a year. I uh, became secretary. Um, yeah. That ended last December. Hmm. Um, 
And, and I see the potential here. You know, I, I see there's room for growth. I've seen that since I've moved here. And I want to be that change. Um, I, I think we need more younger people to get involved. You know, we can't just, if everybody stops getting involved, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a point we're getting to right now all over. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of worrisome. Um, but we can change that. And I feel like that's what we have to do. Yeah. Before we get to the next question, I did want to bring up, uh, and you said we need to get more young people involved. Um, on your Facebook page, you had very interesting that Garden City has lost over 9% of its population over the 20 years. The only one worse than us is Detroit. They've lost 10.5%. Dearborn's up 12%. Dearborn Heights, 9.6%. Inkster, 2.8%. Westland, 1.6%. That's incredible to me. It, it says a lot. You know, I think it says that some of our residents are leaving and going to the surrounding communities. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't typically expect them to go too far. A lot of people like to stay somewhere close to where they their family is, where they grew up. Um, so they're going to these communities. You see that by how much they're growing. I mean, Dearborn, 12 percent. That's huge. That's um, incredible. When we're losing 9 percent, that's huge. I mean, um, even Inkster, 2.8. Right. Exactly. Um, so that that says a lot. And, and I hate that that with Detroit, you know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's terrible. Um, so what do we do? What, what do we have to offer? So I, I think we really need to focus on development. You know, we've become stagnant. We're losing residents. We're losing businesses. What is there to draw people here? That's what we have to start looking at here. Um, development and what can be attractive, not only to new prospective buyers, but also we have to make sure we're taking care of the people that live here currently. We can't forget about them and, you know, just expect them to stay. We have to make sure we're offering things to make them stay, make them feel like they're wanted, they're valued. Um, and I do think, you know, a big part of that is becoming a walkable city that's very, you know, desirable for um, young couples looking to start a family. You know, they want to be able to walk their kids to school, go on walks with their kids. Mm -hmm. um, the elderly, I know I've heard people say, you know, eventually, you know, they don't want to drive anymore. You know, it's um, be easier if they could walk to their pharmacy, walk to the restaurant. And, and it's hard to do that when you're walking on grass, uneven ground. You know, that can be dangerous real quick. Right. In the best of conditions. And we live in Michigan where you never know what we're going to get day to day. Um, and, our, and our downtown is not walkable. That never going to be walkable with Ford Road where they're going 55 miles an hour. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and, and we could look at that, you know, eventually with the state, maybe look at what can be done with that. Um, right. It's a state road. Um, and, and some places do, um, you know, they have worked in the past to get speed limits changed for downtown areas. I'm not right. saying they'd ever do that because of what Ford Road is, but it's something we could try for. Yeah. Um, well, if you don't ask, we'll never know. Right. I mean, look at Michigan Avenue. It goes through Wayne and it drops down to, I don't know, 30, 35. 35 or something. Yeah, really slow. And they have a really nice downtown area. You know, you see right. people walking around there. You see businesses there. People, um, when they're flying down Ford Road, they're not going to notice what Garden City has. No, I mean, exactly. It's you're in and out of it that quick. Yeah. So, exactly. I don't know. You know, uh, and I also think we need to focus on improving, you know, our downtown area, as we talked about. I think there's a lot of um, potential there. You know, the old Orion Jewelers, I could see that being a cool brewery, restaurant, something different. Something yeah, that's that was sold, I guess. Yeah. Orange Orange Jewelers. Jewelers. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Last yeah. there's still a sign on it. Yeah, um, I understand it's been sold. So that would be good. I hope something, yeah. you know, different goes in there. It's a great building, has great bones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd love to see that used. Maybe put some lofts upstairs in those buildings. Mm -hmm. Um and then uh, we talked a little before the show. We have the old uh, car dealership down in Ford Road that's been vacant. That's for, a waste. Yeah, that right. property. Huge. Uh, I don't see why we can't, you know, knock that down. Let's build some affordable housing. Let's get some uh, 
townhomes. Let's get, you know, apartments for seniors, something affordable for people to live. Um, with the world we live in, that's a huge need. And that could be a big draw to Garden City, giving place, giving people a place to live where they can still afford to be there, to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to see us, you know, work on our work with our schools, improving our schools. That's a huge draw for young um, prospective buyers, uh, you know, who wants want to start families. That's one of the first things they look at is schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think we can partner with them and and find out what do they need from us? How can we assist? What can we do to be better partners with you? Because I think, you know, that's important for a, a city to work with their schools because that is such a vital part to their residents. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids deserve to have the best education possible. Right. Uh, Ed Wilhite from uh, Hogs Backyard Barbecue, he says, Garden City needs food truck park. I agree with the food trucks. I don't know about a whole park. Um, you know, that's, but we do have the, um, where they do like uh, the chili cook-off. We could look at something mm-hmm. there, you know, maybe mm-hmm. do something throughout the summer. Um, I know a lot of communities have started doing, like they have a different food truck every every week throughout the summer, which um, it seems to be a hit. I see people there all the time. Um, if you guys seen Cinnabon going around on Ford Road, um, <laughs> that could be a huge draw. Who doesn't love a good cinnamon roll? Um, especially when it's cold out. You know, I see them all the time now when it's snowing. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 would, uh, I would like that to see that as well. I would love to see some food trucks come into Garden City. Right. That'd be great. All right. Let me move on to our second question. What specific issues do you believe are the most pressing for our city and what strategies do you propose to address them? You know, that kind of ties in what we were talking about. I think the biggest one is our loss of, of residents and businesses. Yeah. Um, that's, that's tax dollars leaving. Um, the businesses leaving puts more of the tax burden on our residents, the homeowners, um, and who wants to keep paying taxes. And in Garden City, we do pay a decent amount in taxes. Um, already, you know, so we can't afford to keep raising that. That hurts the homeowners. That hurts buyers. Um, so that's got to, you know, we got to figure out how to get those businesses, businesses back here, you know, get a tax a tax base back and built up here. Right. Um, because that will go, you know, when we have that, we can put that towards making our city more walkable. We can put that towards making downtown more appealing, um, affordable housing, schools, all that stuff. You know, the money can go to good use. Um, and I definitely think there's a lot of potential for that. Well, I think uh, the DDA, the DDA board finally is moving forward on hiring a economic development director. So I think that's going to be a big help too. I, I really hope so. You know, we need someone that can go and talk to these businesses and right. show them why they want to be here. Bring them here. Right. And I think that's a huge part of it. You know, no one, like you said, Ford road is so fast. People don't see what potential it has. Exactly. Garden city is a, a smaller community. It doesn't have as much name recognition compared to Westland, Dearborn, Canton, Inkster even, you know, mm-hmm. um, those are a little bit more well-known throughout the state. Garden City is a little bit smaller. Um, yes. We can change that. We can become well-known. Look at Ferndale, you know, 20, 30 years ago, they were, you know, a, a hub, you know, they weren't a destination city. And now you go down there, it's, it's packed all the time. There's people walking the streets, there's restaurants coming left and right. Um, there's always something going on. So yeah, I, I we we need a little bit more to bring people into the city. We have great restaurants. We have a great community center that's going to be fantastic. We have uh, banquet halls up the kazoo. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, diversity is what we need. But you know, right, but I like I told you earlier, I can't find a place to buy a pair of shoes or pants. Right, and, exactly. We had the Kmart, and that lot's been sitting. You know, we had the first Kmart. 
Yeah. I would love to see that lot, you know, turned into something useful for the residents, whether it be a store or a a store we need. Yeah. Anchor store. And and I would love to see, you know, some kind of, you know, honoring Kmart there because we were the first Kmart. I'd love to see something put there, a plaque, something to to commemorate that. That was a, that was a big deal. Kmart was huge for a lot of people, including myself growing up. Yeah. Huge. A lot of, I spent a lot of time at that Kmart, you know, um, with my family. So yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of people did. And they were really disappointed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We had the first Kmart that's gone. We had the first little Caesars that's gone. Yep. It's sad. You know, it really is. Yeah. And that's, that's a great history we have here. You know, some of the biggest, you know, huge change throughout the country. Um, You know, they started right here in Garden City. So Mm -hmm. we should draw attention to that too. You know, these places started here and succeeded. Why can't you, you know, we can, we can do that for other businesses. And, you know, I understand and I get it. I get the DDA, you know, the district, the DDA district. But other parts of the city are going to hell as far as I'm concerned. And they need to be addressed as well outside yeah, of DDA. You can't focus just on the um, just downtown. Obviously, no. the whole city, you know, we need to take care of everyone. And and I think our parks, you know, are ready for some upgrades. I know they're working in Garden City Park, um, you know, put in a beautiful new playscape. Um, very inclusive for kids with special needs. Um, which I think is huge. We don't have enough of that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, every every child deserves to be able to go out and play with their friends, make friends at the park. Um, you know, I think we could look at putting in like a uh, a water park too, just a splash pad. Those are huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a huge draw for kids. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I've a- often said that City Park is one of our our jewels in the city, and and it's just not being utilized enough. You know, we have the music in the park, which is great, but you know, there's so much more that we can do. Oh, I agree. You know, that that's, it is a huge park. It's beautiful. Um, so much potential. Um, and, and I do think they're, they're stepping in the right direction. The Parks and Rec Commission was working with uh, the, the director, I know, when I left to get that new playscape put in. And they had, we were looking at the plans and everything. And I was, it looked really amazing, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see the finished product there. Yeah. But there's, there's little pocket parks, too, in Garden City um, that, that could definitely be util- utilized a little bit better, too. Uh, you know, put a pavilion up where people can have a picnic, have a birthday party outside, mm-hmm. um, make them more useful to the residents besides just a playscape, you know, give a little bit more there. Pickleball is becoming huge. I'd love to see a pickleball court or two. Yes. yes. Right now they're going to uh, Westland's brand new pickleball court. Yes. And, you know, yeah. these these municipalities are, are starting leagues and charging for them. They're making money off of it. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's the fastest growing sport in the U.S. It is. So it's huge. It, it, it's huge. And I'd love to see Garden City get on board with that. Um, you know, we have the racquetball courts. Uh, and I know they're looking pretty beat up now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, this could be the perfect time to get something like that in here, a draw to the city. Right. That's the Kiwanis. Uh, isn't that, uh, Mike, Kiwanis over there, the, the handball court? Yeah. Racquetball? Yeah, they have handball, but it's not designed for rack or pickleball, but it no, could but, be. Yeah, but we're what looking, I'm saying, we're wasn't looking at going to put some money into that park over there. We are, and we're yeah. looking at grants to supplement what we can do uh, as a club individually. Okay. Well, so, but of course, everything has to be approved through the city because the city really owns the park. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And there's no reason, you know, the city can't work with Qantas to, to get the best we, we we can get. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. The city the city really needs to be, there has to be inclusion with all the organizations. And I feel you like know, that's people are all volunteers. They're not being paid for this stuff. No. I feel like that's a big disconnect in Garden City. Big. 
is is the volunteers aren't respected enough. They aren't taken care of enough. You know, they, they don't feel like they're being heard. So I feel like a lot of people give up yeah. um, because they're just not being listened to right. um, and not being worked with. And, and that, that goes all around. You know, the city's supposed to be a partner with these volunteers. We're supposed yeah. to work together hand in hand to give our residents the best we can give them. And I don't feel like that's happening right now. And that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that change. Right. Uh, Patty Fix says, I wish we could use the high school pool. Is that going to be open, do you think, to the public? Uh, I know Derek had mentioned possibly opening it up to the public. So I know it's been going back and forth a little bit. I heard a little bit about M Parks and Rec, too. Um, mm-hmm. They're still working on that. I would have to know a little bit more about the legality of it, like the um, the liability with it. I don't know if the city right. has to up some of that, if the residents are going. Because I, I know people have talked about, well, let's build a city pool. But those are huge liabilities. Or that's very huge. Yeah, huge. Um, that, that's a lot for a city to take on. Right. And it's shown in other cities not to have been successful in the past um, because it is so much work, so much liability, and so much upkeep. Mm-hmm. I have another question from Mrs. Chat. She says, I am not sure that the majority of the 12% of our Garden City residents that are leaving are necessarily going to the surrounding areas. I know our friends who have left Garden City have gone to other states' retirements, but the decrease indicates we are not drawing new homeowners. We do not need more rental properties, just her thoughts. No, and I agree with that, you know, and, and like they're putting those townhomes over on, on Pardo, I believe. Excuse my dog. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I'm a dog. <laughs> excited out there. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, I know they're putting those townhomes in, and a lot of residents weren't very happy about that. Um, and, and I do think, you know, we have that, we have that car dealership down on Ford road. That'd be a great spot for some, you know, um, um, some homes to go with. Uh, and, and, you know, another thing about drawing new homeowners, I was just talking, I just heard from a realtor last week who does a lot of work here in garden city. Um, she was saying how with the sidewalk ordinance, a lot of homeowners or a lot of new buyers, the types of loans they use, they can't, they can't pick up the sidewalk in, installation. The loan won't let it. So they're losing uh-huh. They're losing these homes. It's stopping these sales. So it's hindering the sales of Garden City, which is, what is that doing for us? You know, we're already losing people. Now this is slowing down the sales. What are we, what are we doing here? What are we going to accomplish? Here? Right, right. Um, she also would like to know, why did you leave Parks and Rec Commission? The Parks and Rec Commission. I wasn't invited back. Um, I was replaced without being told. The president of the, uh, or the chair of the commission wasn't aware of this. Hmm. Um, the mayor decided to appoint someone else. That was his, his choice, his prerogative. Um, I, I don't, I didn't choose to leave. I didn't want to leave. I stepped up to secretary role um, when no one else wanted to do it. So I'm not really sure what um, led to me being let go from my position there, but that goes back to my um, disconnect with the volunteers. How are volunteers supposed to want to be involved when they feel like, you know, they have, I spoke out at a couple of council meetings and suddenly wasn't liked. And then, Three months later, I was off the commission. Um, so what does that what does that say to our volunteers? Was that Mayor Jacobs that did it? Yeah, this was Mayor Jacobs, yes. Okay. Well, he, he makes all Go the ahead. appointments. All Go his. ahead, Mike. What? All the appointments to the commissions are made by Mayor Jacobs. He may get some recommendations from other council members, but he's the person who does it. You have a, a problem, too, with a, a development director who's paid in part by downtown development authority money. Well, how they're going to have 
it's going to be a dual function? role. Yeah. How do they function outside of the downtown development areas, such as the old metropolitan lot? I do have some concerns with the way they're going about setting this up. Um, yeah. yeah, I do too. A dual role. From what I've, I've watched some of the, you know, meetings for the, the with the DDA, yeah. from what I've seen, they were told they could back out of this agreement at any time, mm-hmm. which means the city would be responsible for the additional $70,000, I believe it was, that the yeah, DDA would pay, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, it's a risk to take to take that on um, if the DDA can back out at any time. And, and if the city manager is kind of pitting them, you know, against each other a little bit, that could create a very... I, I definitely think there's good intentions there, but the way it's going about it, I see friction coming. I see where this is going to, you know, cause some issues. I have, I have concern with the way it's coming about. Yeah. I think we need a DDA director or a, uh, not, I'm sorry, not a, a, develop, director. a development director. Yeah. Yes. Um, that, that focuses on that and Definitely. overseeing the building department too, I heard, which yeah, I could see where there could be some conflicts there as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, having your hands in both jars there, that could lead to some, difficulties down the road um but we got to start somewhere you know i'm not against trying new things i just think we need to proceed carefully Um, right we'll have to see how that plays out for sure right know what we're getting into right michael bengal do you know dominic king i do not he's running for council too i guess i will look to get in touch with him he's i'd love to talk to him yeah well there's going to be what i think four seats open there, I believe, four seats from what I've heard. Um, four seats. Yeah. So we'll probably have a primary, I would imagine. Never know. You never know. I, I know there's only one other person, at least last I heard, that had pulled the paperwork um, to, to file. So he says the city has too many debts that don't work together at all. I don't know what that means, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next question here. Uh, what steps do you propose to enhance transparency and communication between the city council and the residents? That is big. Transparency has always been a big issue. It, it is big, and I've, I've seen that. You know, I think the first step is just answering the residents, responding to the residents. I see a lot of council meetings, you know, we hear, we're going to get an answer for you, we'll get back to you, um, which is what I was told and I never heard. Um, I heard from one council member, it was a, a, an email that was pretty nasty and it was full of a lot of false information, um, which really? is disappointing. Mm. Um, but I, I never heard back from anybody else. Um, and I've heard that from numerous other residents too that I've talked to that wow. used to be responses. Um, as a council member, I would I want to be accessible. If you look at my um, flyer I'm putting out, my, my cell phone number is right there. My personal cell phone number, call me, text me. Yeah, we're gonna get this with me. I'm gonna put your um your fundraiser coming up too on the screen. Yeah, shortly. yeah, but I and I really I want to be in touch with my residents. That's, yeah, even I mean, even the last council meeting, that woman came up. I guess she's having flooding issues or whatever. I've seen her at a couple meetings now. Yeah, and and she's begging people from the council to come out there. I guess Mayor Jacobs knows about it, but now you know nobody goes out there, and now they said, okay, we will come out there. So. I hope she gets it addressed. But it shouldn't have to get to that point, in my opinion. You know, she shouldn't have to come begging five times, almost right. in tears, because her home is falling apart and no one's trying to help. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's just awful, and it's a terrible way to treat residents. Um, I believe in a government by the people for the people. Um, we're elected to represent those who elect us. 
you know, it, it's supposed to be listening to them and what they want, not what right. I want, not what each council member wants. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You, you represent the constituents, you know, exactly. they put you there. So you basically work for them. You know? And I'd love to see more town halls. You know, I know Stacy and Kim are doing um, one every every first Thursday, I believe. Yeah, I think um, is, Jacobs is too, I believe. Which is great. Mark Jacobs is doing it as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I've never seen anything with council together, you know, outside of a, a council meeting. Why don't we have, you know, a Saturday morning coffee hour where they're all together? All together. Mm -hmm. Why can't we talk to them all? Um, and, and a lot of them I've never seen do anything outside of a council meeting, um, which is... If you're not listening to the residents, how do you know what they want? If you're not engaging with the community, how do you know what they want? And I'll be honest with you, when we have a ribbon cutting, it's hard as hell to get anybody from the council to come. I, I, I very few. You know, that. Yeah. And if you're not, you know, That's interested, bad. if you're not, you know, as involved as you used to be, I know a lot of people have been on council for a long time. They're, they're probably, you know, kind of getting kind of sick of it. And I understand that. But step down and let someone else who's ready to get up there and, and be involved in the community do it. I, and I, I appreciate everybody's service. I don't want to come off as I don't, you know, I know a lot of people have spent a lot of time on council on different commissions in the city. And that is huge. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But you got to stay involved if you want to be on council. Yeah, you have to stay connected. Michael Bingo says the DDA, the business Alliance, the planning commission, none of them work together. They're on the same page. Why can't they work together? I, I don't I don't know why Garden City can't work together. Even council, when you watch meetings, you can tell they're not working together. Yeah. You know that you can feel the disconnect when you're sitting in that room. Yeah, that's um, what he's saying. The disconnect. Yeah, and 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 you feel it, and I can see why that would deter residents from coming here, or you know maybe make residents want to leave. You know, if they're not feeling heard, they're not feeling listened to. No one's addressing their concerns. Why why do they want to stay? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that brings, I, that's a question I have. Since our last election, when people wanted to vote for change, what changes have you seen, if any? I I was personally a very big supporter of Mark Jacobs for mayor um, because he, he did, you know, run on change. Mm -hmm. And I haven't noticed much change in, in what, a year and a couple months now? Yeah. Year, just about a year exactly. I mean, uh, really, yeah, what? All the all the council, I mean, the new ones. What 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 changes have we seen, really? Well, you know, and it's concerning to me because I've I've heard that council members have been instructed that they're not supposed to ask questions during the meeting. They're oh. supposed to get answers before the meeting. That's always um, good. Well, I, I like to hear the questions. The residents like to hear. Personally, I like to hear the questions. Um, mm -hmm. That's how we learn more. You know, a lot of residents have those same questions. I, I feel. The, the Open Meetings Act is around for a reason. It, you're supposed The residents are supposed to hear what's going on in those meetings. It's not supposed to be mm -hmm. closed conversations, texts, emails. It's supposed to be in front of the residents. Um, and, That's and transparency. Feel, exactly. That's transparency. That's how oh, residents know what's going on. That's how they know where their money is going, what's being done in their city, what's being done for them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, being open and honest. Uh, and it's just it's disappointing when I go to these meetings and it's like, Everybody's just, yay, you know. Um, there, there's no, there's no questions. There's no discussion. Back and forth. It, yeah. It's a lot of just everybody just lets it go. Um, they've already made up their mind before the meetings. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, I'm not saying that you don't do some research before the meetings or you go in totally blind. Um, but there should be some discussion for the residents to hear. You know, uh, 
be more informed. Yeah, Mike Michael has a good he says it's all about them and not the residents. They don't listen to our ideas because it's not their idea. Sometimes I have felt he's finding that a lot. I, I felt that way too. Um and, and it is frustrating because again, mm -hmm. I believe in a government by the people for the people. You're not elected to push your own agenda. That's that's not how it works. Bingo. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and in past councils we've had that where they've had their own agendas. For sure. I, I've heard a lot of stories. I've talked to a lot of long-term residents. Yeah. Um, I've heard that it's been, you know, like you said, there's been a long history of disconnect and lack of transparency. Um, so I, I really want to see that change. I, I mm -hmm. think that would be a huge first step in showing residents, business owners, potential residents that we are ready to, we are ready and committed to making that change. Okay. And finally, um, how do you, how do you go about addressing the blight? The blight seems to be getting worse. You're seeing more trailers and boats and travel trailers parked illegally at homes, cars all over their front lawns, their backyards. And I've heard that from a lot of people too. And I've heard, you know, how cars are blocking sidewalks. And yeah. they made this big push to be a walkable city and put in the sidewalk ordinance. But if you're not going to enforce, you know, your, your ordinances that are already in place, you know, to, to stop blight, and to stop, you know, sidewalks being blocked, what's the point? Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think that comes down to working with our public safety department, you know, making sure we, we have the same goals. Um, you know, we are enforcing these ordinances. We are ca uh, cracking down on blight. Because you, you're right, that is a deterrent for people. Why, you know, if they if they drive in and look at a house and they see, you right. know, like you said, trailers, yeah, broken down cars. Right, junk. Right, right. I know, I, and, you know, I'm not saying anything, but, and I don't know if Mark Jacobs does this, but I know the previous mayor, Mayor Walker, used to always go on blight runs with the chief and they would write down addresses and they would address the blight. You know, maybe we need to start doing that again, have these blight runs or get, get city, residents involved that way. And, and you know, I, I, I do think they are working on some kind of resident program. I, I've, I've heard something. I think the last meeting got canceled. Um, but, but definitely something, you know, we're monitoring it. You know, we yeah. can't just let it get out of control or else we're going to keep going down. Right. Not, right. A, not a good way to go. Exactly. I mean, you know, when you have rental properties, they don't want to cut the grass or anything. I mean, it's it's terrible. I, I agree. You know, and we got to enforce it. We got to ticket. We got to, um, you know, hold people accountable. Because we have a we have a beautiful city. We need to keep it that way. And we can't let it just go down. Garden City is Garden City for a reason. Yeah. Um, we need you know, to keep it that way. Right. We have the Garden City Garden Club. You know, they want to beautify the city and, you know, let's keep the garden in Garden City, right? And I feel like that comes back to lack of being on the same page all over. Yeah, right, right. You're right. Well, um, let me just see if there's any other. Michael Bingo's in there, Patty Fix, uh, Elizabeth Weaver. How you doing, Betty? Good to see you. Long time no see. <laughs> we just had. Uh, Sue DiGiorgio's in there. She says that uh, it's already out of control, Blight. And I agree. And, you know, Sue's the other one that's pulled paperwork to run for council. Um, okay. So I've been in touch with her. You know, I, I've... Uh, we'll get we her on the show, hopefully. Yes, yeah. We have some of the same goals. Um, yeah. and, I, and I do think that's a start to move in the right direction. You know, getting like-minded people that are willing to work together um, right. and not, not create divides, not, not, not listen to the residents. I, I think that's what we need to do. Yeah, and address their issues. That's the main thing. Address the issues. 
Mike, I'm, you're a former councilman. Do you have any advice for Mr. MacArthur? Knock on as many doors and talk to as many people as you can. That is my plan. Um, I want to get out there and hear from residents. Get your name out there, yeah. Yes, I, I, I just ordered some Hopefully flyers. This help too. Yes, um, and I, I just ordered some flyers to give out so I can start knocking on doors so they can you know, have my contact information, know a little bit more about me when I walk away. Mm -hmm. um, and do some research. You know, I, I want to be available. I want to be open. Um, and as you can see on the screen, I am having a kickoff fundraiser um, January 28th at Renegades on Ford Road over here. Uh, from noon to three, I'd love to meet anybody who wants to come by. Um, you know, you don't have to donate if you come. I'd love to just talk to you. Um, feel, feel free to stop by. I'd love to see you. Awesome. All right. And that's uh, January 28th from 12 to 3. Yep. At Renegades, 33729 Ford Road. And you're keeping it in Garden City. That's good. Yeah, Renegades is a, I have, I'm friends with the manager. You know, my friend works there. It's a good place here in Garden City. Um, it's a fun place. So hope to see you all out there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I think you answered quite a few questions. And uh, I think we're on the same page on a lot of this stuff. And if you're elected, we're going to hold you to it. <laughs> Please do. You know, I want to keep hearing from you. And throughout my campaign, if you guys ever have anything you want to talk about, give me a call. You have my number, and I appreciate you guys having me back on. Right. Well, we wish you all the luck in uh, in the election, and feel free to come back anytime. And if you're successful, definitely come back. That sounds great. Thanks, guys. Have a good all night. Right. You take care. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that's our first candidate. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, we need some fresh blood on that on the council, so it'd be He's nice right. to have some young people involved. We do. Yeah. We need the younger people involved. Yeah. Yeah. John Murray, put my name in. <laughs> in what? You putting your name in the hat? You <laughs> said young people, John. Young. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you can contact Brendan at uh, M, I mean, MacArthur for Garden, uh, MacArthur for GC at gmail.com or call him, his personal cell phone, 313-550-1715. And don't forget his kickoff for fundraiser is Sunday, January 28th from noon to 3 p.m. at the Renegades, located at 337 Ford Road. I'll give you that information uh, again at the end of the show. All right, moving on. Next city council meeting is going to be Monday, January 22nd. Ah, our anniversary, 52 years. Really? Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. I didn't uh, go to the last meeting. They, I thought they should have canceled that last meeting. Yeah. The football game. That exactly. Yeah. Well, Mark seemed to want to push it quickly, but then yeah. Zach King got up there talking about computers. That took a while. <laughs> All right, the meeting uh, is January 22nd, 7 p.m. The council chamber is located at 6000 Millbelt Road. These meetings are a good way for you to get involved and voice any concerns that you may have as well. All right, let's see. What does John Murray have to say? You got it, Mr. Jones. I'm seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's, one, that's one way of describing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, you're, if you're seasoned, I'm yeah. I'm they beyond used, seasoned. Yeah, they used to call me salty too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
All right. We will get Mr. Mike Jones in here now. Okay. The announcements. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. All right. Here we go. Cue up the music. Okay, it's time for you some make me cry. Say, you know, Let's get Mike in here. You know, Mike. it's a lie, cause that'll be the day when I die. <laughs> All what right. Here we go. We got a few new ones and a few old ones. Game room at the Radcliffe Center is now open. It's free for 15 and older. Uh, you can contact them at 734-7793. Yeah, 1850. Yep. 1850. Yep. Open during building hours, Monday through Friday from 8 to... 8.30 to 8 p.m. 8.30 to 8, and yep. Saturday from... 9. 9 to 4. Yep. Mobile notary services, are you in need of a reliable... Mobile notary service, look no further than our team of experienced and professional notaries. Services include power of attorney, wills and trusts, real estate transactions. Contact uh, the notary babe at notarybabeshannon.com. Computer lab is open with brand new computers and yeah, Yeah, these... It's open from on Mondays from nine to two, Fridays from two to seven. Uh, it's as Carrie says, it's definitely underused. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Yeah. Look That's at a good that. view of it. Look at it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. People need to get in there and use that. Yeah. Carpet cleaner, Dennis. Contact him at 734-299-6496. They do tile and grout, upholsteries, auto floods, carpeting. Yep. A past guest on the show. Yep. Wayne County Veteran Services, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday from 8.30 to 4.30, located at the Radcliffe Center, and the American Legion Department of Veteran Affairs, every Tuesday from 9 to 3. Uh, you can get all your questions about benefits and so forth, uh, straightened out right here in Garden City. You don't have to go all the way downtown anymore. Yeah, that is huge. That is huge. Garden City Gift Shop and Cafe, 1751 Radcliffe Street. They have all kinds of Garden City merchandise. Uh, mm -hmm. They must have like... Good coffee? You know, about 10 <laughs> or 12 varieties of coffee. That you, you, know, <laughs> you just have to figure out what buttons to push. Yeah, you can get all your Garden City apparel there. That's for sure. They have everything. Yeah. That's where I got my uh, Owen Strong T-shirt. Here's our guest that we had at Commission on Aging. Right. Stephanie Peters. Stephanie Peters, Angels Aids. Yep. Amplify our angels' quality of life. They do all kinds of things to help, especially seniors and, and people that are partially disabled or whatever and can't do some of the stuff for themselves anymore, but still want to live in their, their home in Garden City. Right. They'll do housework, uh, cooking, lawn work, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Spring and summer are going to be her real busy times, I guess. Also, transportation services, that's real good. Yeah. Better than paying $3 for limited yeah. one-way 
transportation for Nankin Transit. Right, right. Yeah. Her phone number is 248-818-5334. Yep. Oh. Tech Talk with Julie. One-on-one -on -one appointments the first Monday of each month from 4 to 6. And every Thursday from 1 to 4. Uh, so that's the one-on-one -on -one appointments on Mondays. That's February 5th, March 4th, and April 1st. Mm -hmm. And the Thursday ones uh, continue on every Thursday yeah. from here now until the end of April. Yeah. that's. Uh... You call Danielle at 734-793-1856 to make an appointment. Right. Joe wanted me to make sure we got this out there. Oh, yeah, the open house. Yeah. <coughs> Moving his business to uh, 309004 Road, Suite G, next to the Lemon Law building there on the north side of Ford. Yeah. Just uh, east of Merriman. And he's having an open house on Saturday, September, uh, January 15th. Monday. <laughs> yeah, Monday, January 15th from from uh, 2 to 4. Yep. Going to be door prizes with one being a free tax return. So that's big. Yeah. And this is the building that he's at. Lemon Law's down here. He's on the side over here at his entrance. He's, he doesn't have a sign up yet. That's, I guess, in the works. But it's uh, 30900 Ford Road. I'm sure everybody's seen this building. You just go around the side here and go in that side entrance. So we will be there. We will see him January 15th for the open house. Triple Productions presents the Trace Amigos at the Notre Dame Hall. Mm -hmm. Food and drinks available for purchase, a lottery tree, a mystery gift raffle. Uh, they're located at 3144 South Wayne Road. And this is going to be on January 20th. Tickets are $25 in advance, $30 at the door. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be big. And doors open at 6. Show starts at 7.30. Trivia Wednesdays at the Radcliffe Center. Uh, you got one more schedule. That's January 24th. Yep. Uh, it's 1 o'clock. $10 a person. Okay, $10 a person. Yep, at Radcliffe. Yep. Notre Dame again. Notre Dame Hall. There. It's always a reason for you can rent it for anniversaries, Christmas, birthdays, graduation parties, whatever. Yep. A lot of different things. Now, this is that uh, play that uh, Sue Bellows is going to be talking about in two weeks. Okay. AUW. Women's. Cinderella. Yeah, Cinderella. Thursday, February 1st, Friday, February 2nd, and Saturday, February 3rd. 7 o'clock for the evening performances, and on Saturday, 11 and 2 at Garden City High School, $7 online or $10 at the door. Yeah, the that'd be interesting to, to hear talk about that. I'd... Yeah. Yeah, Sue has been in uh, Garden City a long time as well. Profits are to be given to local women for college scholarships. So that's that's a good uh, reason. Yeah. Family bingo night at the Radcliffe Center. All ages, $5 a person. Children under five are free. 
Uh, they have one more schedule that's on February 2nd from 6.30 to 8. Right. Neighborhood Watch next is on the second Tuesday of every month. So the next one will be on February 13th. And it's held at the Garden City Police Department. Yeah, they canceled the last one for January. So hopefully they'll have this one. Beginner's Spanish. An eight-week session for 40 bucks, ages 14 and up at the Radcliffe Center. Tuesdays, January 9th through February 27th from 6.30 to 7.30. Yep. Already started, but I'm sure you can still get in there. Yeah. Kids Dodgeball. That's already started too, but yep. runs from Wednesdays from January 10th to February 28th from 6.30 to 7.30, ages 7 to 11, 30 bucks. Yep. Keep the kids uh, occupied. Yeah. Garden City Rotary. This is going to be a big event. Yeah, uh, we're going to that. Is having a comedy night. They got three clean comedians. Now, that, that means that uh, they took the, language is gonna, you know, <laughs> the language is going to be acceptable, although there's going to be alcoholic beverages there. So, right. you, so the kids can, can't come anyway. Tickets are $25. It's at the Radcliffe Center. Doors open at 7. Showtime is at 7.30. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, for the Garden City Rotary, yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't right. mean they took a shower. It just means yeah. it's uh, not a bunch of cussing, I guess. Yeah. This is a big one, too. Jerry just gave me this. He wanted me to get this up there. Celebrate Valentine's Day with Party Animal Productions and Steve King and the Diddleys. Yep. Oh, boy. Hard to read. Sunday, February 18th, my son Jason's birthday. Uh, Brunch and show, only $79, a fundraiser for St. Jude Hospital. Good good cause. I see their commercials all the time on TV. They do great work. Yeah. So, yeah, you can celebrate Valentine's Day with your loved one. Cooking Matters, free cooking and nutrition classes featuring... Oh, boy. I can't read most of that stuff. Tips and tricks to eat well, shop smart, and save money. Free weekly groceries to cook the class recipe at home. Lots of fun. Free cookbook with easy-to-prepare recipes. Free graduation certificate and prizes upon completion. Wow. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. This at the Radcliffe Center? Uh, Yes. This is Parks and Rec. Yep. Uh, Tuesdays, 10 a.m. to 12, starting February 20th through March 26th. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's at the Home Pantry, which is which is at the Radcliffe Center, right? Home Pantry right. is moved there, right? Yes. To sign up, contact uh, Patricia Ryback, uh, Patricia R. at GardenCityMI.org or 734-793-1859. Thank you. Yep. That was okay. Garden City PTA Council, their big event. Founders Day, save the date, Wednesday, February 28th from 530 to 9 at the Hellenic Cultural Center, 36375 Joy Road in Westland, Michigan. Yeah, they'll have a hometown spirit awards too there. That's a big event. They've had that for a number of years, haven't they? Yeah. They had it when I was still on the school board back in the yeah. In the 80s. Yeah, a long time. 
Straight Farmhouse Museum is open Wednesdays and Saturdays from noon to three. They're located at 6221 Merriman Road in Garden City. And you can get information at their website, www.straightfarmhouse.org. Yeah, this farmhouse is, uh, they have so many events, it's just too many to put on here. So yeah, yeah. go to their uh, website and you can get all the information, ticket prices, everything. Also, they have a nice um, banquet room there too, if you have any small parties that you wanna rent the hall out there, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Garden City Parks and Rec Pavilion. Rentals. Rentals are now available. You can visit our website at www.gardencity. What is that? I can't read it. Uh, Gardencitymi.org slash pavilion. pavilion. Yeah. Or visit us at the arena office located in Garden City Ice Arena on the second floor. Yep. Pavilion already. Spring. Think spring. <laughs> Notre Dame Hall and Flowers in the Mitten presents the Magic of Spring, mm. Flowers, Wine, and Friends. Tickets. Yeah. Per person. Scan, scan the QB coder or visit www.notredamehall.com. Yeah, they uh, the ticket includes all your supplies, including fresh flowers and a wine and cheese bar. Cool. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Uh-oh, this is pretty big. Yep. Oh, I was supposed to give you a check too. I forgot Wednesday. Damn it. And and I and I haven't paid for it either, but we're gonna have to get our our pay <laughs> paid for pretty soon here. Well, Qantas, they know we're in. Yeah, Qantas is having their seventh annual great pig race. This year it's moving over to the Radcliffe Center, so it'll be bigger and better than ever before. Right. Tickets are twenty dollars. There's a cash bar, there's raffles. It's on March 9th. Open at six. Races start at seven thirty, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's a big event and uh we're gonna we're gonna need a few more volunteers to work it than we've had in the past because it's gonna be a it's a lot a of bigger money. event. Right. You're gonna money. have the same amount of pigs though, or are you gonna have more pigs added? We're we're hoping to have thirty-six pigs, which would be one more race. Oh, one more. Okay. Yeah, and then and then a winner's race after that. And what is the pig that we want everybody to bet on? I think it would be, uh, gee, what is that pig's name? <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> the Chapmeister. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely want the Chapmeister. Yeah, get the Chapmeister in there. <laughs> Garden City Middle School Pom Pom Open Practices. If you're interested in, I can't read that. If, what if it's all about, finding out what it's all about. Interested, yeah, and in finding what it's all see, about. See about what it's all about. Yeah, you got a condition. No experience necessary. There's the dates. Wednesday, April 17th is the first one. Right, and then once you condition, then you can try out. Yeah. Pom Pom Tryouts, May 13th to 15th, routine instruction, 5.30 to 7.30, final evaluations, Thursday the 16th at 6 o'clock, location at the Garden City Middle School gym. 
Yep. And that's all I have. Yeah. That's uh, quite a bit. Yes, it is. And um, let's see. We do want to mention that the new uh, January marketplace. Uh, yeah, that's out. And I wanted to mention that the uh, venue for the pig race in there is wrong, right? They right. Still have it. We've told John he's going to have that corrected for next month. It's yeah. It's at Radcliffe. It's not at St. Thomas right. Aquinas. Yeah, anymore. don't end, don't end up at St. Rayfield. So no, it's not going to be there. You'll be the only one there. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking on the door saying, Where, where's my pig race? <laughs> right. All right. That's all we got, I guess, eh? Yes, sir. Well, you know, Mike, we're always looking to have guests on the show, right? Yep. If anybody's interested or you know someone that might be interested, we'd love to hear from them. It's very easy. Email us at gccommunitychat at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. Doesn't matter what community you live in, we want to hear from you. Just because we're Garden City Community Chat doesn't mean we don't want to hear from other communities. We like promoting everybody. Come on the show and share your information with us and the surrounding communities. Contact us today. We look forward to hearing from you. And with that said, Mike, I think we're ready to call this a podcast. 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 Got to get that echo in there. Hey, we want to thank uh, our guest, Brendan MacArthur, who is running for Garden City Council. He's our first candidate that we've had on. I'm sure he'll be back before the election again. Once again, you can contact him at MacArthurforGC at gmail.com or call him. It's 313-550-1715 for more information. And also, any other candidates running that are listening tonight, contact us so we can get you on the show as well. Right. Love to hear from you and see what plans you have as well for the city. A big thanks to my fantastic co-host, meteorologist Dr. Tom Iwinski and Mike Jones. Great job as always. Mike, any final thoughts? Uh, incidences of flu and COVID and RSV are going up. Yeah. And uh, can't again. encourage people who need stronger than to get vaccinated. Even if you come in contact with a disease, you're a lot less likely to be uh, hospitalized and severely, seriously right. injured. Also, a huge thank you to each and every one of you for sharing part of your time with us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, We appreciate your support over going on 14 years now. May will be 14 years the show has been going. Don't forget this show will be available right after we sign off tonight on Facebook. So we hope you'll catch it later at your convenience, especially if you tuned in late tonight by going to facebook.com slash chat and feel free to share the show with your friends as well. Also catch us on our YouTube channel. Just search for the garden city community chat show. You'll find not only this show, but uh, all of our past shows as well. Just click on the live tab on our page. And uh, we hope that you'll subscribe by clicking on the subscribe button as well. We appreciate it. And uh, as always, at the end of our shows, we like to thank all the healthcare workers, first responders, police and fire, everyone on the front lines who serve and protect us every day. We can't thank you enough. Be safe. And we want you to know that you and your families are in our thoughts and prayers every day. And whenever you see any of these heroes, please let them know how much you appreciate them. Also, keep the Gibbons family once again in your in your prayers with Owen. I guess he's progressing and back to school from what I understand. Well, that's great. That's, that's great. 
Remember, the success of a community depends on the community, so please support your local businesses. And please don't hesitate, like Mike said, vaccinate. Get that COVID booster and your flu shot, your RSV shots. Remember, you're not only protecting yourself, but you're protecting others as well. And Mike, if you see something. Say something. Exactly. We need to look out for one another out there. You know, I also want to thank the uh, the uh, DPS people that are going to be out probably plowing and salting all the roads, too. We have to thank them. They do a great job. Yes. Stay tuned for weather emergencies and get your cars off the street. Yeah. Yeah. When it's a snow emergency, yeah, don't park on the street. Three inches or more, it's a snow emergency. For all your weather information, make sure you head on over to DopperTimesWeather.com. It's a great user-friendly website. He said he'll be updating it constantly throughout the night, throughout the weekend. So we hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to contact uh, any of us here at the chat for any reason, email us, gccommunitychat at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing, what you'd like to see more of. We will see you right back here live next Thursday, January the 18th at 8 p.m. live on Facebook and YouTube when our guests will be Carol Billick from Carol's Crafty Corner right here in Garden City. She does a lot of uh, printing of T-shirts, tumblers, all kinds of stuff. So we'll have her on and showcase her stuff. Good luck to our Lions Sunday night. Got to keep them in our prayers as well. <laughs> have a fantastic rest of your week. Uh, don't shovel too much snow. Be safe out there and have a great night. Mike, you take care, bud. You too, sir. All right, night. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.